Posse Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Packerstan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. It's the Lions once again. I hope we don't get shut out like we did a few years ago. Grassi, and today we're going to be talking about the Week 18 matchup, which just feels wrong. Doesn't feel right. But regardless, what does feel right is the guest that I have on today. He is a friend of the show. We've exchanged love. <laughs> that sounded wrong, but it's fine. It's 2022. <laughs> I, was, true, I was trying to find true. a better way to say that we've been on each other's shows, but no, I'm going to stick with it, and I'm just going to keep plowing through. That's what she said. Ladies wow. and gentlemen, <laughs> Luke from Luke G's Field Review, a diehard Lions fan. Luke, back to the show. Thanks for joining, buddy. Hey man, thanks for having me. And salute to everybody that's out there, Pride Nation. Obviously, Packers. So I gotta gotta give y'all y'all respect. You know, that, that's it. We you gotta know. show love. That's fine. That's fine, buddy. It's been a while since you've been on. I'm so yeah. grateful for you being on. Whenever you go live, uh, uh, <laughs> I always like try to pop in for like a hot second, and then I always like ask about Matt Patricia or like some I random question. <laughs> I know it's the, it's the most unusual. Like I'd be like, I'm like, did he just really ask a question about Matt Patricia, or or you have something real random like? Like, remember that time? Like, no, no, we don't want to. We just, we just want to let some things go. That's all. You're like, remember that guy driving around on ATV? Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> don't recall. Do oh, not I recall. That, I hated that guy. I listen. I I know you hated him. <laughs> I, I I spent the whole entire like season. I think after like the first six games, I was like, he can't come back. And and fans was like, no, you got to give him three years. I'm like, nope, nope. I've seen enough. He can't come back. <laughs> So, but you know what? We, I think we were better off in a way for it because mm. we got Dan Campbell. So that look, listen, you know, it's like getting out of a bad breakup. You, you grew from it. You knew what you didn't want. And now going forward, you have a guy who's willing to eat kneecaps for you. And listen, folks, if you're not with someone who would be willing to eat kneecaps for you, you're with the wrong person. This That's is it. true. That's just that's just how it goes. But speaking of Dan Campbell, because it's been a while since I've talked to you, I kind of wanted to get your your take on it because Dan Campbell kind of went viral before the season even began talking about how they're going to be biting kneecaps uh, on uh, on player opposing players, what have you. So I kind of just wanted to get like your first thoughts on Dan Campbell. And as the season has like evolved, you know, where are you now on him? Well, once Dan Campbell first came in, I saw his press conference. I went, okay, you know, as a former football player, I was like, Okay, I'm re- I'm ready to play for him, so that's a good yeah. sign. Um, but then I still held off a little hope because I wanted to see if it was going to hold true. And I got to tell you, not only did it hold true, yeah. it is astounding at how true it is. And he says that, uh, you, yeah, you're going to knock us down, but we're going to get back up, take a few mm-hmm. caps, and it's not going to be an easy win. You're going to know you played the Lions. I don't think there's – I think maybe, what, two teams – I'm not even counting that game against the, the Seahawks, but if you count the game against the Bengals and the Eagles, they're the only two teams who didn't know that they had to play the Lions. Everyone else was giving hell. Um, the Lions came out earlier yeah. uh, in the season against the Packers and came out hot. I think they first half, the yeah, yep. 17, 14. Um, kind of got away from the run in the second, but nonetheless. But to me, to see a head coach come in in year one, take on his whole personality. He had the guts to tell Jamie Collins, you're not playing hard. You're not giving effort. Goodbye. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm proud of our head coach. I'm proud of the direction that we're going. We could have easily, as easy as we are, what, two, whatever, in the one, we yeah. could have easily been 
eight or nine win team easily. Sure. So no, I'm excited for Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell, I think Dan Campbell, if if at all nothing else, he's definitely the guy to get us back on the map and back into a reset. I mean, I completely agree because you know, his press conference, you're like, okay, that's interesting. But like every press conference you saw. You know, whether it was against like, you know, you had an emotional loss and like he wears his emotions like on his sleeve. He's very apparent with it. And like you look into the locker room and just see how much the guys love him. And like this is a two win football team and you would never know based off the atmosphere that's going on in that locker room. And I think that that is kind of an indicative of like how good of a job he's doing and how well he's actually connecting with his players. I mean, if you just look at all of the new coaches right now, name one of them who team is still fighting like this. Name yeah. one. You you just can't. And if you look at even the second year coaches, their team is not fighting like this. Some of them are already in the playoffs and they're not playing this hard. Sure. And the most the most impressive part is we're doing this with with Jamie um, from uh, car sales at BMW and and Matthew um, from from uh, the law offices of Burke and Burks. Yep. I mean, we we we're pulling people off of the street and carpet cleaners production. Yeah, like it's, yeah. I've never seen anything like this. And um, they're doing things that I had a chance to talk to a few former Lions players and ask, like, so is this a, like is it just me or my tripping? But yeah, we moved the safety to corner who seemed to be performing, and I'm like. That's not usually how this works. It's usually from corner to safety. Sure. So you see all these different um, success in stories that you see in it. And I know that people always say you are what your records say you are, but this is the one time I disagree with it because yeah, this team is this team is so far ahead of it, and it's just crazy to see that we are we we are we we are like at where we at. But this team is so hell bent on taking the identity of the city and taking on the identity yeah. of the head coach. Yeah. And I, like, I mean, I've said it, you know, you went into this season and you had a whole bunch of media personnel and people saying like, you know, the lions going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Like they're going to be like the number one pick and what have you. And I always was like, listen, like there's a lack of, first of all, you have injuries at the wazoo, right? Yeah. But two, like there, number there, two. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lack of, there's a lack of talent in some key positions. You know, Jared Goff, you know, is definitely not going to be the guy. But like Panay Sewell, you hit it out of the park, right? Like, you, yeah. like he's been great this season. You know, obviously Frank Ragnow, who wasn't from this previous draft, but he's like an all-star. Like, you know, he yep. was obviously injured. You're, you, bent, you built up the lines during this draft. And it was like, hey, let's get the guys in the trenches. You had Amon Ross St. Brown, who was a diamond in the rough and has really come along in the back half of the season ever since the Vikings game. Like, he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm really good. So, you know, it's a matter of this is a rebuild, right? But I think there's something about it, at least from a Packers fan perspective, that feels different about it this time because it seems like it's going to be done the right way. You're building in the trenches, then you work out, and eventually, you know, when you go after that franchise QB, they're going to actually have a team around them. I mean, it's, it's essentially the Patrick Mahomes story. It's the Dak Prescott yeah. story. You know, you look at the quarterbacks who had a chance to come to a team ready to rock and roll. They had earlier success, and they built up confidence, and now you got swag and everything else. But I want to I go back on one thing. Amon yeah. Ross St. Brown wasn't a diamond in the rough. He should have been a he should, he would have been a first round pick had he been able to come out a year previously. Amon yeah. Ross St. Brown was balling that entire time. In fact, when he fell to the fourth, I was confused. And and I was sitting there screaming at the TV. Well, you know, obviously on a live doing it, 
take Armand yeah. Ross St. Brown, and they did. Uh, and I was excited to have him. And so everything I see him doing now is just a, it's just a matter of him actually getting the opportunities. I mean, early on in the in the, in the season, um, Jared Goff with his uh, four yard per average pass attempts, you know, yeah. um, he just was refusing to throw the ball down the field to him. And this guy was open a lot. Like I, I literally was going to do a video just showing him open, but I was like, I can't. Because the more I made the video, the more upset I got. But you're you're it's like right. OBJ's dad. Yeah, it's, it's weird how you watch him. Like I, I compare him to Heinz Ward because he will block you. Um, yeah. and then he, after you hit him, he's gonna smile in your face. I just think that's the most coolest thing. Yeah. But um, I have heard this from a lot of people. I've heard this from Packers fans, Vikings fans, Bears fans. They're like, we may have won the game, but yeah, future ain't looking too good. Yeah. So and and also I don't want to call it a rebuild because we in order for it to be a rebuild we had to have something built at this point we're just mm. building we haven't had anything built in a long time since 1992 or three so it's just point, building it's, yeah we're just building that's it's all it's not it even is. a rebuild it's not reconstruction yeah. it's just construction yeah I, I call it a retool but I just I I, I went on and, and and waved the white flag and just said you know what it's a build it needs to be built it needs to be built right and. Starting with the trenches is where you do it at, and that's that's just yeah. the truth. So it's, well, it's, it's a good thing. Well, I mean, the thing is, too, like, you look at some teams, you know, heading out of this year that are, like, in around, like, the same records, right? You look at, like, the Giants. You look at the Panthers. You look at, you know, some of, like, the Texans. You look at this, and you're like, all right, let me try to pull some positives from this season, right? The Giants... I don't know what you're pulling from it. Like, I don't know yeah. what you know about Daniel Jones. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, you can't even say Saquon Barkley no more. <laughs> you can't. You can't even say it anymore. Even he's just like, nah, guys, like, I'm out. I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah. Like, you look at these teams, and it's like, oh, man, like, who knows what's going on with their head coach? Who knows what's going on with their quarterback? What have you? But I feel like for you, there are so many things that you can pull out to build upon next season. You're like, okay, the line is starting to, like, really – like, when everyone's healthy, the line is going to be solid. Right, we have two good running backs at minimum. Right, Four. we also like quarterback. We'll see what happens, but you start building those pieces, you know, bit by bit, and it's like I think that you know next season, okay, let's hit a home run in the draft again. Let's develop this talent, and we'll see where we are next year. I mean, we got four good running backs. You, you, you know, you figure Jamal Williams, uh, Swift, Reynolds, and Jamar, uh, Jamar Jefferson. Yeah, is, is so you figure you get those four, but. Like I, I spend a lot of time talking to Lions fans, explaining to them that I don't, I don't want to hear these stories about Aaron Rodgers leaving because to me, I don't want to win a division when it's all like tore down and not worth much of anything Thank in my you. opinion. I want him to stay. I want to know that I beat the best, and to me, Ooh. that's a winner's mentality. Okay. So, you know, if for me, I hope the Packers keep him. I want you to go get him every weapon he needs, build up his defense. Matter of fact, spoil him. If he asks for ice cream in between snaps, give him ice cream. I want him to have it all because when the time comes for you to show up and go against this Lions team, I want you to remember, like, I went against this team and this is totally different. And he talked about that after that first yeah. game where he talked about, he said, look, I'll tell you what, don't let the score fool you. This was not yeah. an easy win. Yep. Like, this is hard, you know. So, you know, he's recognizing that there's some changes. Obviously, Jared Goff cannot be the future. I had hope that he can at least be, like, that Prescott-ish in the first season with us where he's just managing the games, but – I don't know how you're going to get the ball down the field throwing it five yards or, or less. So, <laughs> Or running it on third and nine because you just don't trust him like earlier in the season where it's just like, just run it. I don't care. <laughs> I, but you know what, though? Believe it or not, that was one of the plays that I was excited that they ran it on because there's two reasons why. 
if you're going to try to win a game, put it at the strength of your team. And the strength of our team is that offensive line at this point. Sure. You might as well run it, right? Like, because yeah. he's not going to throw it for the first. He's he literally was throwing it less than five yards. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I, it's to me, to me, we have so much to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much our media hates what he do and try to mm-hmm. downplay it, I mean, they was calling for him to be fired. They were people who were um, saying things like. Oh, Dan Campbell? Wearing, yes. Our media was was give, was giving him hell about him wearing the the racing helmet to the to the press conference for him being the grand marshal uh to the to our little racing thing we have here in Detroit. And th- they made this whole spectacle about it. Then, then they had they went to town on him about the celebration after they first win. I'm like, it's 364 days. Don't I get to have a smile on my face? Like it's, it's so you see all these things and they were like, he's got to go. He's, you know, no coach acts like this. No owner. And it's just ridiculous. Um, And so to me, That's dumb. Listen, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. And to me, I think with this particular coach, I, I won't say this with any other coach, but this particular coach, we have to follow the same path at the Steelers where mm. just stay consistent with the coach. You're not going to win them all. So you must well stay consistent with the coach who got the, the ear of the locker room. Because yep. that's one thing we haven't had. We haven't had a consistent coach. I don't think there's no, like, there's no consistency. No, none. nope. And so that that is a huge problem that I think that the Lions run into. We we're quick to try to find the next guy. So but yeah, I, I can tell you this week is gonna be intriguing. I agree. I mean, before before we jump into this matchup, um, there's a couple guys I want to talk about in particular. Um, TJ Hawkinson, who kind of like came out a little bit last year, you know, really started rocking. I don't know if he still is, but like he was like the leading guy. I think he was had the number one receptions for a while for this year. I don't know if he's still the leading. No, uh, it's a Monroe thing. That's a Monroe now. Yeah. So like, what are your thoughts on him? Because I know when TJ Hawkinson was picked, it was kind of controversial. I mean, I'll be honest. I wanted TJ Hawkinson because coming out of college, he could block, he could catch, he could do everything. What are your thoughts on him now, you know, as he's kind of getting past now is what third year? Um, where are you now, like picking a tight end that early in the draft? Did you think like he was worth it? He's he's a hundred percent worth it. And he's and I'm gonna tell you why. There's two reasons. One is one of the reasons is that you just brought up. I'm like, if you don't take this guy, you're gonna see him twice a year. I knew Green Bay wanted him. He's oh, yeah. a Green Bay style tight end. Oh, yeah. he, you, like you said, he runs, he right, blocks, he blocks and I'm like, you know, and so some people will argue, you know, our media argue, well, his numbers are the same as Eric Ebron. I said, but there's a difference. And they said, it's why? Different. And I said, this guy hasn't had a consistent quarterback yet because we are, we're dealing with a uh, particular illness. I'm not going to say the word because I don't want it to get demonetized or anything, but then we're dealing with some illnesses sure. in, in this world. And so um, <laughs> I said, I said, you know, you look at it. I said, we got Jared Goff. I said Jared Goff was trying to force the ball to him, but let's be honest. If if he if he dare run five if he dare run anything past five yards, the ball wasn't going his way. Correct. Yeah. And there was games where you see them literally taking their safety, bringing them up to follow the tight end. So yeah. so he has the intangible part too. Yeah. And then you get to looking at uh, the fact that hey. He hasn't had a full season. Now, the injury parts can be a little bit concerning. I, I get sure. it. Um, but luckily, they, they shut him down early enough so he can fully heal. Hopefully, they bring him along easier. And I think another year in this offense, because it's going to probably be a new offensive coordinator anyway. Sure. Yeah, I think he'll be back into form. But I'm not ready to 
to sell out on that idea until it doesn't work out. And that's not the case. I, yeah. I mean, what was our alternative? Take Devin Bush. I mean, he's not he's not doing so hot at this point. No, he's not. Steelers. No. So yeah. I just don't know. And, and I know a lot of Lions fans want to air Oliver, but I don't I you know, as much as it's he's the inconsistent defense, too, though. Yeah, like, you don't you don't hear nothing about him. It's no. like, oh, okay. Like one game he may go nuts, then yep. six or seven, you just I guess he's he was there. here. Yeah, he was yeah. there, right? So yeah. no, I, I love the pick. I, I stand by the pick. I I told our fan base that we was making the pick. I, I think I'm right now in terms of predicting the Lions uh draft picks in, in the first round. I'm two and one. And the one I told him I said it's a very good chance I'm gonna be wrong because you got dead man walking making a pick, and they're not gonna pick for the future, they're gonna pick for right now. Mm-hmm. And we took Okuda. Oh, Jesus. Okuda Matata. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I, I try so hard to be that way, but when they when I watched that first outing against you guys, and, and the first thing everybody said, but it's Devontae Adams. I said, Nope, nope, that wasn't no, that wasn't Adam doing that to him. That was everybody. That was Scantley. That was uh, Lizard, and, and it was a, what's the other dude? Uh, the the, uh, the his brother, Awesome uh, Saint oh, Brown, Equinemius Saint Brown, yeah, yeah, Equinemius. Yeah, that was him. I'm like, dude, he was getting cooked by people I never even heard of. What are you talking about? <laughs> Where are these guys on the depth chart? Yeah. Well, like I think also too, because like you had Isaiah Simmons or you had Okuda, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like Okuda, unfortunately, unable to play this entire season. And on top of that, like I've always said this tight end corner and like along the line are some of the hardest positions to transition from when it comes from college ball to the NFL. And like, I don't want to, I wouldn't say give up on him yet, but like you haven't really seen a good sample size. You've seen the first season. He didn't play the second season. And now it's kind of like, okay, like hopefully he can pick it up in his third season, you know, and we'll see what happens. No, I've seen enough time. I, you done? I seen, yeah, I've seen enough. I, I, I mean, you want to send him our way. That's fine. Listen, you can have him. You know, because if like he for does, a sixth, if, is that cool? Like a six round pick? Yep. Cool? Give me the six round pick. If he's Ooh. not prepared, if he's not prepared to I'll make a phone call to go to safety, I'm done. I'm done with him. You got to okay. think about it. Here's a guy who we can before, give you Kevin King. I'll take Kevin King over over Okuda <laughs> right now. I'm not. Listen, you got to think about it. He is a veteran, so that makes sense. You got to think about it. You got a veteran. That's one. Two. <laughs> This guy tore his Achilles attendant, right? Yeah. Before he tore that Achilles attendant, Achilles tendon, he was already getting cooked. So now you're getting cooked before he's that. He's like and- a little better at the end of his first season. Like a little better. I mean, that's, listen, the sample size. Like I, I, was a, I was a little bit lighter in 2021. The bar's lower. <laughs> you know, just a little bit. You know, come on. No. he To me, he's a safety. He was always a safety from mm. the very moment he left. I, I You know, I made a whole video in question his ability to play corner in this league. And I said, look, he's benefiting from a great front seven. Mm. He's not going to have that in Detroit. Yeah. And he got exposed. He got exposed against the Panthers and he got exposed against the 49ers. I mean, that one long pass that Debo Samuel got where he pulled that, that Achilles came against him trying to keep up with the receiver. He's a safety at best. So unfortunately I'm, I'm good on him. I'll talk about good things because you did get one player this year uh you took two guys from the green bay packers of course you have the tim boyle laser show but you also have jamal williams otherwise known as j swag daddy and listen here in green bay we loved that man we still do love that man and it's funny because you got to see lions fans react to his personality and how outgoing he is and how like funny he is like for you and he's also a good ball player too 
So like for you, like what are your thoughts on Jamal Williams after like having him for a season? Like, is that like a kind of guy that you want in your locker room? Cause it just like adds that extra like energy. Also, like he gets you those much needed yardage. Like, where are you with Jamal Williams? I, I, I love that he's on a team because I do love that he brings an attitude and a certain type of swag to it and, and stuff like that. And I like that he's open and honest about things. He's a total nerd when it comes to animes and, and yes. stuff like that. So I love all those parts of him. However, oh, I wish that he was not the starting running back for us because I believe that our offense Ooh. is more explosive with uh, DeAndre Swift, Swift. as a starter. I, I feel like when, like even in that even in that game that we that we had against uh, that we just had against uh, Jesus uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I'm trying yeah. to go back. Uh, yeah, what Seattle? He had a run that was where he he got to the outside. And, and, and it died before he even got the speed up to go. And so he's really, yeah. you know, north and south. And I'm like, he okay. Is. I'm like, okay. But when you put in Swift, which we did right after that, he breaks one for 32 yards on what should have yeah. been a loss. And so I just yeah. look at that and I'm like, he's at this point for me, I need him to be more of a compliment. It because, should be thunder lightning. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That that way, that way it can be a little bit more different because i think when you put in swift you don't know if he's going for a pass you don't know if he's running Mm -hmm. but when you put in williams it's a run it's a run yeah you know it's a run i I do love it though i do love it because we need that guy because he's he's, you know short yardage short yardage he's incredible like he's clutch he's definitely a clutch player i mean like he is also good in the i mean he was on the packers like he is good in the passing game as well he is good in that area too i get that no, but I don't disagree. I mean, also look at where you drafted DeAndre Swift too, right? Like he should be the feature back. Right. And then you on those third and twos, like you hand it off to Jamal Williams and you're able to punch it in, right? Right. Like that's what's supposed to be. So, you know, heading into the the off season, well, we'll get to the game in a second. Heading into the off season, you have the draft coming up. You guys are going to have an early draft pick. Where do you think the Lions go? Because like, I think the worst thing that you could do right now is draft a quarterback, even though it's obviously needed. You know, that's, the, considering the class, considering all the other guys you could get, could get a premium edge rusher. Where are you like on where the Lions need to fill some holes? If the Lions are stuck at second, yeah, and I'm the general manager, <laughs> I will select Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. Ooh, a safety. I that believe. Early. I believe that the Lions are going to trade down and try to still get Kyle Hamilton. That makes sense, you, but. If he if they can't trade down, just to appease the fan base, I think they would then take mm. one of the DNs. The ironic part of it is it's not the DN people thinking it is. It's not Aiden Hutchinson. It's not uh, Thibodeau. I think they take George Carlapis. I think if you look at the careers of those three guys, those three Ed rushers, Carlapis uh, gives you a guy who you can put at DN. Hand in the dirt and still get performance. Take his hand yeah. out the dirt, put him in inside, get performance. Put him in outside, sure. get performance. That versatility. Think, yeah, he gives you all that part of it. But I think that the Lions are keeping a close eye on Kyle Hamilton because, to me, it fits the need of the team. Um, if you look at the history of the Lions, we've been going through a whole lot of safeties. Everybody's yes. been giving us a shot at safety, and they've been trying to find a safety to pair with Tracy Walker because you, you, he can only do so much. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Hamilton is a guy that will cover the whole field um, and, and will make quarterbacks think twice before throwing it. Um, and so I remember the year that uh, uh, Savage came out, I was like, hey, if you can get him as a late second, I'll take him. But first, I'm not so sure I want him. <laughs> yeah. um, but 
to me, Kyle Hamilton is so far different, and I don't think there's a true number one or number two person here. So I don't. I think the rules for I what that is is out. And you're right. There isn't a quarterback I'm willing to mortgage that pick over. Plus, the most important part is, let's say they do take that safety. We still have, what, two, three, I think three or four picks in the top 50? Yeah. Because we got two first this year. So I can still take Kyle Hamilton, get a linebacker with that second first, or maybe a quarterback, or maybe even a receiver. Whatever I'm feeling, I can still do that, and I'm right back at my pick at the top of the draft. So to me, I'm, I'm, you know, I see the Lions going for a safety. That's my early prediction. That's the, you know, I made the same thing where I talked about the Lions going to take an offensive tackle, and people told me again I was nuts, and they <laughs> did. And I told them, I said, it just makes the most sense. We've never had an yeah. offensive line. Not Barry can't say he had an offensive line. Correct. Yeah, no, he, he will so, tell you that he definitely didn't. No. no. So, <laughs> um, you, so you figure, yeah, we, we're going to be in the market right, for somebody on defense. Yeah. I mean, again, and you have the picks, like you said, you have the capital, so you can kind of play around a little bit and hopefully you can trade down and get even more capital with it. You know, that's yep. that, that'd be the golden. So coming into this Sunday, it's not like a slam dunk because, you know, LaFleur coming out saying, you know, we're expecting to win this game. You know, Rogers wants to play. He wants some of the starters to play because they don't want to go like three weeks without playing. And that's how they go into their first playoff game. You mentioned before that you guys played us incredibly tough at Lambeau in the first half, you know, and then things kind of got away from you. But, you know, what do you see happening um, for week 18? I imagine we're going to see Jordan Love for like at least a good chunk of the game. Uh, Where are you at with uh, how Sunday is going to go? And by the way, is it going to be Tim Boyle versus Jordan Love? I I honestly think there's a good chance it could be Tim Boyle versus Jordan Love. And I think even with Tim Boyle, who I'm not a fan of, I think even with Tim Boyle, he can – he the Lions should and still will probably win this game. I just don't think the Packers will play their starters, and I don't think there's a reason to play it. And I know that that the idea is to not have them sit for three weeks, which makes a lot of sense in my opinion. However, there's there's the caveat that y'all are not going to play those guys, but then there's also another caveat where you know yeah. are we are we going to have all our guys? I mean, we're yeah. still. We're still like trying to add people. We're just adding people in just to see if we can make the the game happen, sure. you know. So you you have that caveat. But let's just say hypothetically, it's Tim Boyle. If yep. the Lions come out and decide we're going to run the ball against y'all, and especially your, you guys' backups, they can do that. Sure. Because I've seen y'all starters have a little bit of a hard time with the run too. Yeah. So, you know. So I, I suspect that the Lions will win this game, but I think it's more so that the Packers is just not going to risk injuring yeah. their starters. And at that point, I think it's a give me, in my opinion. But but if they just play them starters for one quarter yeah, and they can get up quick, you know, it might get ugly. But, yeah, I, you know, I, right now I'll give you Tim Boyle back if you give me Jordan Love. I mean, I, I <laughs> uh, you know, I think I'll pass on that one, but I appreciate the offer. <laughs> you know, listen, I'm just I'm just here to make everybody happy in, in Packer Nation. So I'm just trying to, you know, reunite. Yeah. Yeah. Get y'all. You know, it feels so good. Let it happen. That's it. Listen, just release Jamal Williams just so he can at least sign with us during the playoffs. Now, that's just, definitely not going to happen. Just so we can, <laughs> we'll give him right back but just so we can get him a ring. You know, he deserves one. And and we'll just do that real quick. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Well, listen. I mean, listen, y'all. I think y'all had a three-headed dragon all along. I know that they wanted to kind of give the ball a little bit more to Dylan. Yeah. Because Dylan, like I said, Dylan does something that I wish that Jamal did do is when you get outside, he can stick his foot in the dirt and pick up yeah. that speed. 
I just wish Jamal. I don't know if he need to lose some weight or what the hell it need to happen. But I, I wish just the type of runner he is too. Yeah. Like it, it's like it's third and one. Go get us the first down, and he'll go get it for you. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He, he slams into people, but it's like, yeah. I mean, like I said, if you want somebody released to have him back, Tim Boyle's all yours. You can have him. Matter of fact. Give me a bag of Doritos. I don't even care what flavor, and he's yours. Even the and barbecue one. Yeah, it's the barbecue. Whatever you come up with, you can even put mustard and hot sauce on it for all I give a care. I'm just <laughs> willing to give. I'm in the giving. You know what? Forget that. Take a breath right now, and he's yours. Just take one. <laughs> blink yeah, one. Blink. Just blink once before the end yeah. of the show, and he's all yours. He's all yours. I I do not understand why they have so much faith in this guy. I just don't. I just Listen, don't see it. It's a laser show. That's it. But Luke, buddy, I, I really appreciate you coming on. It's it's always a pleasure uh, when we were able to get together. Uh, can you tell the people where they can find you and all the things that you do? 100%. You can always come over on YouTube and, and hit my channel up at Luke G's Fear Review, where we talk all things Detroit Lions football. I have, I am right now currently running the greatest celebration of Lions history on the loop. Um, one, Mr. Tom Grassi's celebration of not only calling their first win but celebrating with calvin um i'm jealous <laughs> because i don't know why i never thought to do this i'm like why did i never think to name my stuff animals calvin what is wrong with me it's, happened, but yeah. it's, it's so it's such a brilliant thing but yeah and if you want to catch me on twitter it's at phil g's and on instagram is at uh, luke g um and obviously you know all the contact information will be linked in this description like I said, I talk all things football, and if you even come in there, we got Packer fans over there that come that come on the show, and I invite you to come on the show to talk about the game. It's all respectful, and we have fun doing it. It's a true story. It is. And listen, I will always be grateful to the Lions for this year because they gave me one of my happiest moments of the season, and that was when <laughs> I was like kind of disappointed you beat the Cardinals, even though it helped the Packers, because I just wanted the one win to be against the Vikings, but it's okay. It, it, it wound up working for me. It so. worked out. It worked out. It worked out. You guys, listen, I appreciate all the help that you've given to the Packers this year, beating the Vikings and then beating the Cardinals and helping us get that one seed. So that was really beneficial. So thank you, buddy. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's, it's our pleasure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but folks, uh, thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassley. And as always, go back, go.